גמרא, בבא קמא, נ"ט, מסכת דדיקטית בהצלחה ליעלי צבא, החזרת השבויים, רפואת החולים. פולה בת רוז, שתהיה לה בלד, בשעה טובה מוצלחת, אמן. רפואה שלמה, דניאל יעקב בן שושנה, אלנה רפנלו, בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, we begin today's nap on נ"ט עמוד ראשון, and we're going to begin from אמר אביה. אמר אביה is a few lines down, it's a three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines down. So we said yesterday, uh, at the end of last night's stuff, that if a person, an animal, let's say, is mazik, damages grass, so obviously you have to pay for damages, but how much do you have to pay? So we said you have to pay what it would have produced. So you uh, assess it based on future, future growth. So the Gemara says that was the opinion of Rabbi Yosei Gilili. And he's not alone in that opinion. The Gemara is going to find other opinions that share the same view. So we have a Torah case where an animal, let's say, damaged by eating fruit uh, in his friend's field. And the Pasuk says he has to pay. So he has to pay back from the choice fields. He has to pay back the choice fields. Compensate. So the Gemara says, "Metav sadehu shel nizak, umetav karmo shel nizak." The Brer Rabbi Ishmael. We heard that earlier in the Bab. That uh, according to Rabbi Ishmael, when you make the assessment of how much you have to pay back, you have to pay back from the choice. Whose choice? So the Rabbi Ishmael says, "The choice of the nizak." So you're paying back in according to the level of the nizak's uh, fields. רבי עקיבא אומר, לא בא הכתוב אלא לגבות לנזקין מן העדית. He says, no, all the person is coming to tell you that you have to pay from עדית. וקל בחומר להקדש. That's קטין ממחת. We learned that as well. Very good. That when it comes to נזקין, you always pay from the best fields. And קל בחומר, when let's say, let's say הקדש is coming to collect, so הקדש can collect from... Uh, from the uh, from the edit of the mazik. So now, according to the Bishmael, this is very difficult. This is a question that we always ask: that let's say you damaged uh, a, 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 a grade B field, and you're going to pay back a grade A field. So it sounds like you're paying back more than you damaged. So how could that be? And the Torah doesn't want you to pay back more than you damaged. So the Gemara says, "Velo tema keravidi bar avin." Don't answer that question like Rav Eidi Bar Avin said, Damar Rav Eidi Bar Avin, Kegon She'achla Aruga Bena Arugot. The way he answered that question was, let's say the animal ate a row of uh, vegetables or a row of fruit amongst the rows. We don't know, you know, which row he ate. Did he eat a inferior row or did he eat a, you know, a high level, a high, high uh, grade so we don't know which row we ate. <clears throat> so maybe you'll say, the Amar kum shalim shemena b'metab di'ika hashta. And the, his solution is, so you make the guy pay the higher level. Mm-hmm. Don't answer like that. Because that doesn't make any halakhic sense to say that. Because 
The Amrina, we don't say that. My Tama, Hamotzim Haveru Ala Baraya. Because you're going to tell the Mazik, well, we don't know what your animal damaged. You don't want to pay the higher price. So say, you're taking money out of me. The burden is on you to prove that, that my animal, animal damaged. Until you prove that, I'm only going to pay the, the smaller price, the, the cheaper price. <clears throat> so that cannot be the solution. So what does it mean again that Abi Ishmael says that you pay the choice? Obviously, he's not saying you're paying more than you're supposed to damage. So the Gemara said, It means metab of what this, uh, what this field is eventually going to produce. Which means whatever will come out at the time of the uh, at the time of the kitzir, at the time of the harvest. Which basically, you see, according to Mishmael, if the animal ate, let's say, the field at a certain level before the harvest, you have to assess it at the time of the harvest because he, he damaged your field. You would have got a harvest. You would have gotten uh, you would have gotten uh, you know value for that. So therefore, you see, the Mishmael agrees with the the Biosegedili that the damage and assessment is on future future result, not only on uh, current uh, current damage. So that's what he learns, metav. Metav meaning the metav, not that you pay more than your damage, but you pay uh, the best that this field can produce. That's what it means. And therefore, you look at it as if, you know, uh, what would what, what, what be the, uh, the the product? Rashi, Rashi says, um, you can look at Rashi below tema. This is just the saying what we, we don't say. Don't say it means that you don't know what he damaged. You're paying a higher price. The high right? We learned this in perek kamam in the first perek and davav. Not if an ate a inferior. You're paying him back in in an A grade. And then we said that doesn't make sense because Hamotzi Mahavro Ala Baraya. The Kaushaud de Mishalim, he has pays the cheaper price. And Amai Metab, the Nizak, the Kamari Mishmael, Lab, Pacific Kamar, it's not talking about a Safek case. Vaki Kamar, Ota Arugash Akla, Yishalim Kifi Mashaita, the Uya Lehetib Lashbiya. What it would be worthy to, uh, in, in its full enhancement. And what is that? Kiak de Salik Bimota Katsir. What will be at the time of the Katsir? Gibraz says, Amar Mor. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Omer Mishum Rabbi Shimon. So when did we say that uh, we learned the last night stuff? An animal goes into a field and eats uh, grapes or eats different type of fruits. So we say that you don't pay uh, value of the fruits, but you pay against the field because it depreciated the entire field. So that's the way you make the uh, assessment. So the Gemara says that's only where the animal ate shoots of the grapes and shoots of the figs. So the Gemara says, okay, make a diuk. Semadar means unripened grapes or small grapes. There it sounds like you look at it as if they are full grapes that are about to be uh, picked. But we have a problem with the sefa that uh, statement, because what did he say? Akla fagim, o bosir. These are figs or grapes that uh, are partially ripened, half ripened. It says, There it says that you look at them as if they're fully ripened, therefore you pay the higher price. But the diuk is hasemadar, ruin otan kama hu yafeh, ve kama 
But when it comes to Simada, these uh, small little grapes, it sounds like you just judge it uh, how much uh, the field depreciated you know, before and how much it depreciated uh, after. And now we have a Stiraliga Besmadav. Again, um, one diuk sounds like Smadav, you judge what it would have produced. And therefore, this smadav would have grown into a full grape, and therefore you have to pay full grapes. Or do you measure it against the field, how much the field depreciated, now that there's no smadav. So the Gemara is saying, we have a stida in the Yukim. Amar Abinah, said, no, don't make a stida in the Yukim. Kroch utni. Just uh, move the comma and uh, learn it, bundle, bundle the, the opinions together, and read it like this. When do you say that you judge Perot against the Karka's depreciation. You're putting Semadar with the second half of the statement. If it ate Semadar, if it ate Pagin, that's unripe. So basically, put the Semadar at the end and put it with Pagim and... Uh, and Bo said, and therefore, you'll measure it according to what it's going to produce. If that's the case, because we saw in yesterday's Brighta again, that according to the Yoshua, when you measure Semadar, you measure Semadar according to what it's going to produce. So the Chaurah, they're saying the same thing. And the Gebra says, There's a mahluk between them. Do you also... Uh, um, calculate the amount of the damage. Do you deduct the weakening of the vine? I'll explain to you what that means. That when the grape that he damaged was a semadar, it was a small grape. So we are learning that both rabbis agree. How do you calculate damages? Not as a small grape, but you judge it could have been a full grape, and therefore you damage be a full grape. But when there's a full grape, the vine becomes weakened. Because obviously it draws more from the from the vine itself. So the question is, do you deduct that from the uh, from the uh, from the from the amount that he has to pay? The amount that he has to pay exactly because I did you a favor. <clears throat> because the fact that my animal ate the semadat, I kept your uh, your vine strong. It didn't drain it. So the question is, do you deduct that from the uh, damages or not? Because bottom line, in a certain sense, by the animal eating its semadat. You preserve the strength of the vine. So that's the mahluk between the two rabbis. Velo mesayme. Velo mesayme means we don't know which rabbi holds what. It's just uh, one rabbi will hold that. You do deduct it and one rabbi will say you don't. Velo mesayme means we don't know, you know who to attribute the, uh, the, 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 the opinions to. Abaya Amar, mesayme u mesayme. Actually, it is known who we should attribute these opinions to. Man tana dachayish Who's the opinion <coughs> that is concerned that um, you have to be concerned about Kahashkufna, the weakening of the of the vine? <coughs> and therefore you should deduct it from the from the payment because he saved the uh, the owner from that. Mm-hmm. Because we have a bright that's a person that Goes by force, takes a lady by force. <clears throat> he does not have to pay for the tsar. Normally, when you damage somebody, one of the payments is tsar. You have to pay for the for the pain. 
You don't have to pay for that. Why? What's the pain of it? She was a virgin. And therefore, when he had Bi'ah with her, it hurt her. So he's saying, but, but that's the pain that she would have suffered regardless. Because what she would have, when it with her husband, she would have had that pain. And that, that, that's a pain that's inevitable that's going to happen. And therefore, we don't have to pay that. And they told him back, you can't compare the pain of when it's done willingly or when it's done against her will. Obviously, that pain is much more. So it's true, it's painful, but he cannot, cannot compare. So therefore, uh, the honest, according to him, will pay, uh, will pay tzar. And therefore, what do you see over here? Read Rashi. Shesofar very good. Which means, so, and that's what Bishamon says. The Bishamon says that you calculate that since she's eventually going to get weaker, so you deduct that off the bill. Because, and therefore, even though she didn't get weak by the husband, but you calculate that. So there was similarly also, you calculate what would have happened to this tree if it would have grown. Uh, full, uh, full ripened grapes, it would have got weakened. And if you calculate that, just like you calculated by the onus, you calculate it in the, in the, in the grapes as well. So Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda had the Amran. So we just saw Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, he just said what he said, that you hoshesh for kahash kufa. Where are the other rabbis? The Tanya. So we're talking about now, uh, if somebody calls, let's say, a lady that was pregnant to have a miscarriage. Damaged up. So the Omer, Nake Haya. So you have to take away the price of the of the of, of the nurse, of the of the of the doula, of the of the midwife. Because you save her that money. So, I mean, the, 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 the doctor, the exactly, exactly, exactly. They have to pay the, the copay, they get the copay, obstetrician. So the point is, uh, it's a terrible thing to miscarriage, but there's a, you know, there definitely is some extra money in your pocket now because of it. So therefore, you deduct that from the nakehaya, ben azay omer, nakemizonot. Not only that, uh, if she's pregnant, she eats more. So the husband basically saves some money. And therefore, you gotta, you gotta, if you want to be honest, you got to calculate that. You know, she doesn't have to, you know, in the middle of the night, ice cream, the pickles. You don't have to... You don't, don't got to pay for that. Include tuition, the husband will have to pay them. Right, tuition. Here you go. has to pay them. Right, right, okay. Right, that'd be incentive to... Right, tuition. Hello, him money. Exactly. Look at the Kalina Shee. Nechi mezonot. Shehut sarik lehosif al mezonot eshto bime kishuya. When she's pregnant or when she's giving birth. Right, she doesn't have any labor. So you see, you, you do calculate those uh, those items. So man, the aman according to the opinion that says that you uh, deduct the payment that you would have to pay for the midwife, which is the biose koshekin nakim mizonot. Also, all the more so, he says you would deduct also the extra mizonot. Uman the aman nakim mizonot, but the one that says mizonot, aman nakim hayalo. Right, he can claim back and says, my wife knows how to give birth herself, so she doesn't need help. So therefore, like the, like the ladies in Mitzrayim, right? So therefore, so therefore, since he can claim back, you want to deduct, who said my wife didn't need a midwife? She didn't need a midwife, she's a professional, she knows how to do it herself, she gives birth you know, on her own, and therefore, but Mizonot, Mizonot is a reality, that you can't do.
Okay. Stories. They followed uh, the opinion of Rav Nachman and Bishishim. Uh, Remember, we had, a, we had a story on yesterday's daf that uh, there was a guy that uh, chopped down the tree of his friend and uh, he went to the Rishke Luta and uh, he told him, well, uh, how many trees are there? There's three trees. The three trees are worth 100. So he basically assessed it 33 and a third per tree. And then Rav Nachman said, no, you don't judge it like that. You judge it against 60 trees in one, uh, one field. And if this tree was missing, how much would it uh, uh, reduce the price? Which is obviously a lesser price. You're looking on a wholesale level. And uh, the Gemara <laughs> says that actually Rav Papa and had a similar case. And they followed Rav Nachman B'Shishim. Shna Harina, Rav Papa and Rav Nachman B'Shishim. Yoshua, Shamu Dikla Agav Ketina De'ara. They actually... Judged again, the tree that was cut against 60, Agab Ketina Da'ara, against a small uh, field. That's instead of the property that it not the de Kalim. There was a field again of 60. That was only if the property did it, right? Not the person cut it. Correct. That was if the property <laughs> did it. 60, the person, the exit, the <coughs> we wanted to make it right. We made a haluk between. Mamon that's mazik and the person that was mazik. So the Gemara said, but that this was the person. Right. This case was the person, and still we said shishim. That, that, that was the other rabbi's opinion. The other rabbi's opinion, when he said 33, he felt that when Adam is mazik, you don't do this whole uh, business. And we said, no, it doesn't matter. We, 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 he tried to bring a proof, and we said, you have no proof. And therefore, even Adam and mazik pays the, pays the... Right, exactly. That was the end of last night's time. If it's a dikla de arma'a, which is a type of uh, a palm tree, uh, Armenian uh, palm tree, then we follow the papa of Yeshua, which is what basically you go according to 60, 60 like it, and parsa'a. And we follow the Resh Galut with the Glav Parsa'a. Why he says Hashuv? That's a Hashuv one. Uh, when it's a Hashuv one, then you measure it according to itself. It's a special tree. If it's a special tree, we're not giving you the discount. You damage a special tree, you pay thirty-three. Right? Exactly. Famous story, boys. So the rabbi was wearing uh, black shoes, uh, like the minhag of mourners. And, and he was standing in the market of Neharda'a. So the people of the Exolot, the Reshkalut, saw him dressed like that in public. You know, what are you doing? Why, why are you wearing these black shoes? The Sniut police. You know, what, 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 are you, what are you wearing black shoes in public? So Amar Lehu, Tekam Abilna Ayirushalayim. Amazing. He said, I'm being a mourning Jerusalem. And that was, a, uh, that was a, uh, uh, an explicit sign of mourning by wearing black, uh, black shoes. But he was wearing it in public. So Amru Leh, At Hashivat Let Ayirushalayim. Amazing. So he said, Well, you think you're so Hashuv that you could publicly mourn Jerusalem? Savur Yuharahaba. So they got him on 
Gaavat charges. You know, arrogance. That's it. You're, 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 uh, you're showboating in public, and therefore they put him in jail. In the olden days, the guy's acting, you know, you're acting overly religious in public, and you have no right to mourn Jerusalem publicly. You're not one of the Lamedvab Sadiqim. You know, Chem Yaakov Ades, okay. You know, but uh, who do you think you are? Walking <coughs> around with uh, black shoes in public, you think you're such a Hashuv guy that you're mourning Jerusalem, and therefore we, you know, we cannot have Gaava in our midst. At Yuha Vechavshuha. And they, 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 they locked them up. Amar Lehu. So now he's on the, on the way to the, uh, to, to the station, he's uh, screaming. Gavra Rabana. No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good guy. I'm a gadol. I'm, a, I'm legit. You got the wrong guy. So How do we know you're a Hashub guy? So look, 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 look at the way they used to, the litmus test in the olden days, how you see if a guy is a Hashub guy. So he said, Very simple. Ask me any question, or I'll ask you a question that you can't answer. And then you'll see. They're basically saying, what makes Adam Hashub? Do you know, do you know Torah? Are you a learner? So therefore, test me. No, 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 not to call this guy, let him vouch for me. And, uh, ask me a question. Ask me a question. Yeah, I know, exactly. Uh, What's on Gitin Lamitet? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ask me any question. So he says, Ba'e'at. So he said, no, you ask, you ask us a question. <coughs> which, 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 which is the harder of the two, because... And he's got to think of a question now. If somebody asks you a question, okay, then you got to think about it. But now he's got to have a question on the tip of his tongue. That's you're putting him on the spot. Who has questions? If I ask you, ask me any question. I don't have any question. What time is it? What question are you asking? He's got to ask a serious question. That's going to be a. That's going to be. It's going to stump them. So he says, "Amrule ba'eat." He says, "You ask." Amalehu. Amazing. So a guy that cut uh, dates um, after, um, after they uh, butted. <coughs> Very simple question. Guy cut the dates, they butted already. How much does he pay? So you pay whatever they're worth. However the dates are worth after they bud. So he says, which means they're going to grow more. They're going to become ripened. You know, when they bud, they're still not fully ripened. So how come you didn't calculate the, uh, the, future, the future growth? <clears throat> so they said, Oh, you're right. Uh, we, we retract. Now he has them on the ropes already. And they say, no, no, you pay the full price. So they're going to ripen. Why does he have to pay the full price? He didn't damage that. He's playing them down both ways. <laughs> So Amarle, I said, okay, Emalanat, what do you have to say? Amalehu Bishishim. Is it basically you measure it Bishishim? Imagine this tree was on the field of 60, trees like it, and this tree uh, got uh, depreciated. How much would it depreciate the entire field? And that's the price you pay. Amrule, man Amar Kibatech, who said like that? Amarlehu, Hashmu El Chai, Ubedino Kayam. What are you asking me for? The rabbi Shemuel is alive. His bed deed is in, in service. Go ask him. Shadaru kameh to Shemuel. So they send the she'ela uh, to Shemuel. Amar lehu shapir ka'amal lehu b'shishim. It was right. And shabkuhu. So they let him go. So that's it. That's, uh, and look at the top to Safor. 
Tosfot over here says, Habasayim Mesane Uchme. So he was wearing black shoes. Mashma, Shelo Ayuriginim Bimin Alayim Shehorim. Sounds like that, that wasn't the custom to wear black shoes. And that's why he stood out. for sure, the shoe was black, because everyone wore black. Uh, so the laces were white. The normal way was to wear black shoes with white laces. And this guy was wearing black and black. And that already was the... That was, that's why he stood out. It was the laces that did it. And the black shoes everybody had, but the... The black and uh, the sneakers, basically, they used to wear. That's black right. sneakers in my uh, places. Huh? Yeah, that, that, that's old days. That's uh, and uh, that's what it says in Mesek Saladin. B'Sha'at Hashmad, when the Goyim uh, make a Gezerot um, against the religion, so you have to be willing to give, give up your life, even if it's not one of the three. Once it's a Gezerot of the Malchut, you're allowed to give up your life even for for anything. And the Gemara says there, which is, even if they tell you to change the shoelaces that Jewish people normally wear, and they want you to wear a different color, if it's coming in order for them to remove us from religion, you give up your life for that. They used to wear special uh, shoelaces different than the Goyim. It's an amazing thing. So you'd be able to tell a Jew... Forget, it, forget about whether they keep out or not. You were able to get it was the, the shoelaces were a giveaway. You could see the way, uh, the way, the color of his shoelaces. So he was wearing black. So therefore, this rabbi over here was all black. And uh, they told me, what are you doing? So I'm warning Jerusalem. Uh, publicly, it's Ka'aban, and uh, that's the rest of the story. Okay. And now we continue. Rabban Shem'or, Rabbi Shem'or Omer, Akhla Perot Gemurim. If, let's say, uh, it ate fruit, so uh, you have to pay, you know, the value of the fruit. My uh, Ta'ma, that's to be Shem'or's opinion. You ate fruit, you don't, you don't dep- you pay according to the depreciation of the field. You pay what it ate. My Ta'ma. That what it said in the pasuk. And we learned on yesterday's daf. And means that you make the assessment against another field. That's only That's only perot that actually need the field in order to continue its growth. However, honey, but these fruit already were ripened. They don't need the field anymore. Interesting, interesting. That when do you say that you make an assessment against another field when the fruits are still being unique, they're nurturing from the field itself? That means they're not fully ripened yet. But once you have a, a ripened fruit, it doesn't need the field anymore because it's uh, just sitting on the tree. And therefore, then the Bishamon says you pay full price. And she says over here, um, 
בשישים, עם הקרקע, דהכל בכלל, שאנדס תאייט, ואבותם נפיים. שזה גבול עשה, אמר אבונה בר חייא, אמר רב ירמיה בר אבא, דן רב כרבי מאיר. That Rav, he gave a ruling like Rabbi Meir, which we'll see what that is. Upasak el cheta, and he was posekta lachal like Rabbi Shimon that we just said. Dan kerabi Meir, dan al kerabi Meir. What does it mean that he dan like Rabbi Meir? The Tanya. We have a case. We have a case over here. If let's say a husband sold two of his fields when he was married, katab ladishon. So he wrote to the first guy that bought the field, he wrote him a shtar, and velo hatmalo. But uh, he did not sign uh, to his wife, that, uh, meaning his wife, we don't have a document that says his wife agreed to the sale. And then he writes a second shtar to sell the second field, v'hatmalo. And then she signed a, 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 a note to say that she agrees. Um, so now, ibdaketu uh, bata, now let's say, uh, she lost her ketubah, which means she cannot go, normally, let me review the rule here, normally a lady that has a ketubah, she's able to go to the kohot. If let's say, let's, let's say the husband doesn't have any uh, fields, he sold the fields subsequently, but she has a lien on those fields from a ketubah, which is, precedes the uh, sale. So therefore, if the husband sold fields, he can go to the lekuchot and, uh, and, and collect. So in this case, over here what happened, Rashi, lo hatma Rashi, sadem yuchedet ketubata. If let's say she didn't sign a specific field for a ketubah, normally she would write in the ketubah, you know, this field is pledged against my ketubah. They would actually say the field, which field it is, in order that the husband sells it. So therefore, it's a collateral. But let's say she didn't sign that. So if that ketubata, velo matzit lomar, she can't say na hatruach asiti lebali. She can't say, listen, I just wanted to, you know, be nice to my husband, be easy on my husband. I don't want to pressure him and things like that, putting, play, you know, mortgages on his field, stuff like that. The imken, havala le'emad lirishon. If that's the case, then she should have uh, given the hatua to the first guy. Which means, there was two fields that were sold over here. The first field, she did not, katab lirishon velo hatmalo. Which means the, the lady did not sign off she that she didn't waive her rights exactly to the field. In the second, she waived. So she, the deen is that she loses her rights to collect the ketubah. And she can't say that, no, the reason why I waived is because I was just trying to appease my husband. Because we could say, well, why don't you do that to the, to the first field if you were looking to appease your husband? So therefore the deen is ifda ketubata and therefore she cannot go collect from the kuhot. Malokiah hasheni for sure she can't collect from Sharim Mahla ala Shebud. She was Mohel on the Shebud, that's for sure. But why can't she go to the first Lokaya? She wasn't Mohel the first Lokaya. So why can't she go back to the first guy? So the deen is Mishum Shibishanata Kalka and Sharubiad Mohen the Kasim Benehorim. The mortgage automatically transfers to the second property. So therefore as long as when the first buyer purchased the property, there was other properties that she could collect the ketubah from, and she kept quiet, doesn't matter. Therefore, she kept quiet because she'll get it from the second property. Therefore, you can't go back to the first guy. Understand the logic? 
When he bought the property, he said, I'm not on the hook. I, 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 was, I, was, I was clever. When I bought, I knew there was other properties there and she'll collect the ketubah from uh, property B. And then, well, you can't come back to me now that you were hailed property B. I, I, I left you a place to collect from. And she can't collect from property B because she, she was mohel. She signed it off. So then, what do you mean? What do you mean? You can't say that you can't say that you can't say that. Actually, the says, she can say that I was doing the hatuah. The reason why I wrote the thing that the, the mohelet is I wanted to make my husband, he said he was, he was pressed, he wanted to sell the property. At the time, our marriage was good, whatever it is. Uh, I was mohel. But uh, I wasn't mohel because I was mohel. I but you weren't uh, the first one. He doesn't care to be with that. He, he could still say that claim. And therefore, correct, collect from the... Collect from the second guy. She could also she say that, I, that, that there, there I didn't sign because I had I also had something else to collect from. I had the letter property. The wife could use the same logic. She can go back to one. You say no, no. She she can she had two. Okay, said fifteen. He cholal it on. She beemet ba'at askamatay lo machla. Ma chidu mochel ala shibu chaytala besude. Ela biat askamata because it was mesafalachutz. It was external. Just to make the husband, uh, you know, happy, whatever. Right, he would have a hard time selling that field if she didn't give the permission. So he saw her husband is impressed. He's, he's pressed for money, he wants to sell it. Uh, okay, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll waive it. If she doesn't mohel, he's not going to get the same price. You, you might get a buyer, but if you know that there's a lien on it, obviously the price is depreciated. If you know the wife can, can take it, again, it's a risk. She, you, she might never collect a ketubah, but already you have to, that, that's factored into the price. So therefore, she didn't want the husband to lose any money on the field. So you know what? Tell the buyer, I'm a mohel my uh, ketubah. So the viewer does it, but she come later and says, I didn't really mean that. I was just doing it to, to, to be nice to my husband. I want the, uh, I want the field. That's going to be because the Bimiya says, you can't play the fence both ways. If you, if you were trying to do Nahatua for your husband, I can even do it the first time. Since you do it the first time, you can't come along and claim now that you meant it. So that's why he was posek like the Bimiya. Upasak lekhtak le Bishimon, ki hadetnan, au mishnah, le Bishimon omer, akhla perot gemurim, mishalemet perot gemurim, im se'a se'a, im satayim satayim, which is basically our mishnah that says what? You pay the full price of what the animal ate. Okay. Hamagdish, matniti. Is there a connection between these two? Like no, 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 stop. I'm supposed to be my ear here and really, should, what, what, I mean, that's, that's, so, that's so strange. I mean, like, you know, that, 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 that Rav... Who, who oh, strange? Say, no, I don't, I don't, I don't say, he's giving us a, uh, just, he's giving us a, information. fact. Yeah. fact. Yeah. That in these two... Unrelated items is Rosek like Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Shimon. Right. And when, when there's, there's, there's thousands of other halakhot that might be Rosek by either of them also, what's right? related is right. He, he followed a minority view on both. Right. Oh, that's what it says. The Hidush yeah. over here is why, why did it say Dan in the first one and why did it say Pasak in the second one? So it's Hanyan Arishon, who Mikresh Shemale Fanaf. It was my Masha case. Mm-hmm. So he was that. The second case was theoretical. So he was Posek. Look at 18, the second part of it. Yeah, it says that. Oh, these are both dot yachins. Nice. Okay, let's continue. Next Mishnah. Why does it matter that she lost No, no. 
she lost, meaning she loses the, the collection of the kedusha. She oh, loses. She, loses. Yeah. she has the paper. She means she loses the collection. Rabbi, also interesting. It says Rashi has an altar that it's the same field that he sold. The first time he sold a field that he, that he has to have a permission without a permission, so it's invalid. It goes back. Oh, the same field he sold twice. The same field uh, with uh, a permission. Yeah, he brings an alternate interpretation. Beautiful. All right, Rabbi Amagdish. So a guy makes a gadish. Uh, that goes a pile of uh, wheat, whatever it is. So you piled up uh, product in your friend's field without his permission. And the balasadek, his animal came and ate it. He doesn't have to pay. Who is she going to make this pile? Mm-hmm. And if the animal got damaged, sure, the guy who made the gadish is hayav to pay. But if he had permission, Okay, then the balas is hayav. Makes sense. Rashi. No, Rashi. Gemara. Lema tenan de lo kerebi. Shall we say that the Mishnah is not following the opinion of Rabbi? The kerebi ha'amar achi kebela balabayit l'shmor. Now, we learned that earlier, Memzayin. Mm-hmm. That we said what? That Rabbi says it's not enough for him to give permission. He has to give permission and he has to accept liability. Until he accepts liability, <clears throat> so therefore he's off the hook. He doesn't have to pay for damages. So therefore, Amishnah says that once he tells him Baruch Abba, that's enough. Therefore, the Bala, <coughs> the Bala Sadeh is Hayav. So the Gabbara says it sounds like this is not going like the B. Because the B said, no, that the only time the Bala Sadeh is Hayav is Anchi Kabela Bala Bait Lishmor. And he has to much accept uh, to watch these items. And then, until then, then he's not going to be hayab on, on, on the damages. Amar papa hacha benatar bedare askinan. We're talking about over here a natar bedare. Natar is a shomer geranot. He's a watchman. Dechevan da amar le ayelugdosh. When he tells him come in ayel veintalak, which is that he, he is a watchman. That's his job. So the guy when he when a watchman says you can bring the stuff in. It means I watch a few. That that is assumed just because that is his job. So therefore, the Rabbi will agree that uh, a shomer by trade does not have to say, "I will shomer it." He just has to say, "Baruch Abba," and that's enough. All right. Let's just read the next mishnah. We started off. We saw this mishnah a few times. Mm-hmm. And then again on uh, 22. Okay. So what did he do? He set the fire in the hands of a Hiresh Shoteh Vekatan. And what did they do? They went and they, 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 made, they burnt the uh, property of others. Patur. Bidine Adam. Patur from... Bedin punishment, not earth. Mm-hmm. But if you send it in the hands of a pikeyah, a pikeyah hayav. Right. You can't, you can't, you don't blame the, uh, the sender. That's the famous rule that we learned in Kiddushin. En shaliyah. What was that? Membet? Mm-hmm. Very good. Except in the exceptional cases, but. Right, the next page. Right. With the, the Shammai. Right. Okay. Echad hevi taur. 
So one guy brought the oud, that's the fire. And one guy brought the wood. So therefore the fire was there, and this guy added the wood. So basically, uh, the fuel. So the guy who fueled the fire is going to be the one that's going to be Hayav. Because obviously the fire alone would not have traveled. The fact that he added the wood causes the fire to you know, have life, and therefore he's responsible. If let's say one guy brought the wood first, there was no fire, and the second guy brought the the the, the, the fire, because the wood on its own is not able to damage. If somebody else came, a third guy, and started to bellow, you know, bellow the uh, the fire, because obviously he causes it to uh, to travel. But if, let's say, they put the fire and the fire was contained and the wind came and caused the fire to, uh, to travel, so then everybody's going to be pitorim. We're going to see exactly uh, what the case is. She says, Exactly. And we'll continue this tomorrow. Okay, beautiful.